You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was super fortunate and made my, and worked really hard, and made my Broadway debut at 25, which was my like baby Amos lifelong dream. And I had sort of convinced myself that when I got there, I was all of a sudden like my fairy gay father was going to come out and anoint me with happiness and eternal joy. And I remember, you know, being around, being surrounded by these luminaries in follies, including like my childhood icon, uh, Bernadette Peters, and like taking a moment of pause and being like, holy shit, I'm still not happy. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage yet, you can go to the website builtforthestage.com and try a one-week free trial where you can interact with your own coach, get fitness programming, uh, our flow yoga program, and just see what it's like to work online on an app. You don't have to meet in person Everything is through an app. So billforthestage.com, or you can check out the link in the description of this episode. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check out all things BPN at bpn.fm. All right. As always, we have an exciting guest for you today. I don't think I've done an episode where I haven't said it was an exciting guest, and I didn't mean it. I genuinely mean that every time. I'm always so uh, appreciative of the time that our guests give us. And I hope that you find uh, the extreme value that I do each and every time that I get to talk to these awesome individuals. So you might have seen uh, this performer in uh, Follies, Chicago, Gigi on Broadway. You may have seen that you could work with him as uh, a therapist. Uh, He also is a yoga practitioner and instructor. Please welcome to the podcast, Amos Wolf. Hi, Amos. Hey, so happy to be here. And I'm a, a proud built for the stage uh, devotee. Yes. Yeah. It's been a pleasure working with you in that arena as well. Um, I had to have you on the pod because I just love what you're doing with um, joining the two worlds of performance and therapy together. I think that it's um, it's an obvious statement that as performers in a very tough profession that mental health is something that goes through the ringer day in and day out. We'll just say it that way. And to talk these things out and uncover layers with a therapist or talking to someone is very important. So first off, 
um, you know, thank you for your pursuits and helping others in this arena. Thanks. It's honestly, that's an honor. I think with all of the clients I work with, um, I think that performers are some of the greatest people to get to work with because we're just used to having to do some introspective work to figure out who we are. And so it's a real pleasure to help be on that journey. Yeah. I think not to get into this topic already, but you saying that made me think of like how we dissect characters or how we break down uh, an individual character's journey and, and how that has affected them, you know, mentally, physically, so on and so forth. I think that as performers, sometimes it might be difficult to do for ourselves because we're so used to doing this quote unquote, you know, pretend life of someone else that we probably are gifted at being able to do it for ourselves, but it's definitely a uh, tougher pursuit per se when you're, you're actually, you know, living in it uh, in a real everyday type of way. Um, but before we dive into that, let's go back to uh, earlier on when you start, it's early, two th- uh, not early 2000s, but 2010s, I guess, 2012, around the time you start yoga and and you're seeking some type of um, groundedness, we'll say. Just walk us through that and, and then that'll kind of lead us to where we are now with you being a therapist. Yeah, sure. So um, I was super fortunate and made my and worked really hard and made my Broadway debut at 25, which was my like baby Amos lifelong dream. And I had sort of convinced myself that when I got there, I was all of a sudden like my fairy gay father was going to come out and anoint me with happiness and eternal (laughs) joy. And I remember, you know, being around being surrounded by these luminaries in follies, including like my childhood icon, uh, Bernadette Peters, and like taking a moment of pause and being like, holy shit, I'm still not happy. And it was really earth shattering for me because it, it, it had been my only identity. It had been my identity in my family. It had been my identity with my friends. It had been my self purpose of being on this planet. And so when I began to question that, I, I think grounding is such a great term. I really needed to find some grounding. Um, and I found that that was primarily threefold, I think which was therapy, yoga, and meditation. Um, I'd always been really physically active, and so I'm sort of saying that that was already there. But the things that I needed to add were more grounding practices. Um, And so it was a a scary journey to set off on, I think, because it's whenever we're trying something new, and especially I think if we're exploring a softer side of ourselves, it can sometimes feel more vulnerable And in our profession, we're taught to put up these barriers to protect ourselves from constant rejection. And so it was this dichotomy of trying to be both like supple and open, and then at the same time being secure enough in myself that I didn't need to put up so many walls of protection. So that that is the long and short of why I started my own yoga practice um, and and why I started diving a little bit deeper into therapy and and these, these questions of identity as both a gay man and as a performer, um, and what other stories might be there. Yeah. Uh, can you go back and zoom in a little bit more about you make your Broadway debut, you're amongst some legends that you've looked up to. And yet for whatever reason, you're not feeling happy in that time, you know, what was that like? And then 
what brought you to a realization of where the pursuit of happiness actually, you know, is? Yeah, I mean, I think what had been established in terms of how I understood how I was supposed to go through life was just to keep grasping at brass rings. So Broadway was like a shinier one than some of the other ones. But once I got one, then I should get another one. And then once I got another one, then I should do something else. And maybe I should become a principal instead of being in the ensemble. And maybe I should. And it, it, it's, I think that one of the principles that I had not been able to set up for myself was contentment with where you're at. And it, like, so when I got to that at place, it was really scary again to me that I wasn't content. And I didn't know how to find that. And so I think that became really curious to me and in some ways was forced. Like I, I, there was no going back to the way things were before. I had to figure out what was going to come next. And I wasn't fully equipped to doing that on my own. And so just like if you're reaching for a voice lesson or if you're trying to do something physically with your body, you reach out to someone who has some expertise in helping traverse that. And so through that relationship with a therapist and with some really great yoga teachers and a wonderful meditation teacher, I'll plug her, um, Emily Fletcher, who is Ziva Meditation, who I had done a national tour with and then reached out to and she taught me meditation. Um, we were able, I was able to like create a team that sort of helped me figure out these new skills that I needed to learn. Love that. I just recently heard it was a little video clip of Jim Carrey and he was um, getting a, I don't know, a golden globe or something, but it was like his third or fourth or, and he has this way of, he's been, maybe he's been more direct than I know of, but he has this subtle way of continuing to tell people of the universe that, um, well, there's actually a famous quote from him saying, I wish people could get rich and famous so that they could see that, you know, it doesn't bring happiness. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but that's what he said. But going back to him accepting the awards, I thought about that when you were saying about reaching for those golden rings, per se, that it was his third, I think. And he was talking as if he wasn't a human, Jim Carrey, but he was just this... uh character that wins these awards and he's like maybe i'll actually be jim carrey once i get my fourth award or my fifth award or things like that but he was just being uh coy in a way or i don't know if that's the correct word i'm looking for but just subtle in the fact of saying the award is nice but it's not it's not defining who i am um anyways and I, I, think, I just probably <laughs> no i'm I, like to build off of that i think what's really yeah. Interesting when we talk about mental health as for a performer is that we are praised for really specific skills our whole life. Oh, he's such a great dancer. Oh, you sang that note so beautifully. Oh, uh, you know, you cry on cue. And that says nothing about who Jim Carrey is or who you are as a human. And so that's really confusing because it links your self-worth to a certain set of skills, as opposed to this trust and belief that I am inherently a worthwhile human being. There is, there is goodness in me, even if I do not do the best or succeed, that I'm still loved, I'm still worthy, I'm still enough, I still matter. 
Mm. And, you know, in that way, I, this is the shout out to our training programs and our, you know, our parents, as we come up, like just remind your kid that they're great just for being who they are, that it's not because they got the lead in the show in high school that made them great. But that's how I, that's how I built. And I have great parents, right? They, they were amazing, but I built my self-worth off of being the lead in my high school musical. And then of course I wanted to keep pursuing that. And it, it doesn't speak to the whole human. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone listening, um, Amos is a therapist with equity therapy and, uh, you can find them on Instagram equity underscore therapy. And then I'll include that in the description of this episode as well as the link to their website. But, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, your work with actors in this topic that you're bringing up right now about finding worth through accolades or achievements. What what are some common things that you might say to your uh, your your clients, uh, if that's the the proper term yeah. I should use? What what do you commonly try to lead them towards as far as finding value as a human, as opposed to, you know, someone trying to build up uh, awards or roles and so mm-hmm. forth. It goes back to what you were saying, Joe, I think earlier about um, create that we create roles often and we we are storytellers by nature. And I think that often we're telling other people's stories, like you said. And so uh, one of the things I like to do is get really curious about what are other people's stories about us that we've picked up along the way and internalized as our own story. And that's often where I think a lot of the conflict lies is... I am this kind of person, not because I believe it to be so, but because someone told me that. Mm. And so trying to figure out, well, then what is your preferred version of yourself? How can we give you back some agency? How can we give you back some empowerment that you get to, you get to be the kind of human you want to be on this earth? It may not mean that you get cast in this show. I, we can't control that. But what we can control is even that you walk in and you feel really confident about what you're offering in that audition, or you're showing up and you're building relationships with someone because this is a business of referrals and relationships more than it is talent. Mm. So I think that would, that's, it's so, it's so individual with each person, right? But that is one of my general questions is how'd you learn that? Who taught you that when someone has a belief system right? Where did you pick that up along the way? Because we do come into this world as blank slates wanting to connect. Yeah. And then along the way through culture, through community, through race, religion, through, you know, a whole sexuality, a whole ton of things, we start getting narrowed in on this is the only thing I can be. And what I want us to try to do is expand that and find a richer, more, mm, more complex story. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, you know, in therapy, in, in a session um, with a client, everyone that's listening probably has gone through what we've kind of touched at where they weren't cast or they felt like they didn't hit the mark or their career is in question if they should even be doing it or not. And they're just piling up the negatives. Mm-hmm. Do you direct them with questions of, of looking at other areas of their life or qualities of them as a human to try to focus in on about, well, what are the the positives of you? Like what, what can we hold on to that really might have true meaning? Uh, I guess I'll say. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes also, um, I try to be, a um, I try to switch off between guide and follower. And so sometimes you just need a space to vent. Like you need to, you know, you need to come in and bitch about what's going on and not have someone correct you or not have to justify to your parents. Like I still love what I'm doing, but that was a really hard experience. Right. So even just having the safe space to, uh, really explore. But I think we don't have rituals as part of auditioning or performing to process. And we're taught to push through instead of process through. Like, you know, if you're a dancer and you sprain your ankle, you go off stage and jump on it a few times to see if you can finish the show or the gig. You don't stop and go, oh, wait, I'm in pain. I have to stop. The show must go on. That old, that old, idiom, right? And so I think the same thing applies and has a, you know, has really been earth-shattering for performing artists and anyone in the performing arts this past year plus is how how do I handle grief? How do I explore my sadness and my hurt and my frustration without painting on a smile? that says, oh, it's okay, because it's what I want to do, that there's lights and darks to that. Yeah. Um, same same broad topic, but a different, I guess, lane per se is the cultural comparison of worth. Mm-hmm. So like there could be one person, uh, we'll keep the theater theme going, that has, you know, 11 Broadway credits, but treats people like dirt. And then there's someone with zero Broadway credits and can't book a job for their life, but is the most uh, caring, genuine, giving person you've ever met. But culturally, the successful person most likely will be defined as the person with 11 Broadway credits that teach, that treat people like dirt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in a culture like this, how can we work around this like this facade? I guess you know. How do we mm. break that that the wool covering our eyes of like what you know saying what is worth more than the other? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, think that's I, a big question that's happening right now in theater. Right? Is what kind of behavior is ex- is par for the course and what is inexcusable. Yes. Um, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Um, look, I think society can be changed through individuals interacting with other individuals. And so I think if we try to do a top-down change too often and we don't also do bottom-up change, if you also don't be the kind of person that you want to be in the world then anything we do will be very short-lived because cultures and systems will auto-correct. I mean, look, this is what, what's happened with whiteness for centuries upon centuries, is that it just goes back to the way it was when we make little steps of progress. And so how do we keep on not just fighting, but keep on connecting and keep on creating community so we have the strength and the determination to keep going? So I guess in that specific situation with the person with 13, 11 Broadway credits or whatever, and the person who has no Broadway credits but feels like a happy person, I wonder if it's, it goes back to our question of in some ways depersonalizing this profession and, it, and treating it instead like a job, that, that it's not who it... Amos is not Amos Wolf, the performer with the three Broadway credits, right? Like I have a rich life going on, but I had this little frail arm that was that part of myself and this super muscular, sexy Chicago, see-through, you know, William Ivy Long costume covering my performer arm. And so I was imbalanced. And 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 my guess is that the 11 Broadway show person who's an asshole to everyone is having that same experience because mm. people who are content within themselves don't treat other people that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just important. I wanted to just bring it up because I think a lot of unhappiness is rooted in comparison. And when they're yeah. comp- comparing to those people with the accolades that culture praises, I think that they're unaware that that person themselves, like you just said, don't have it all together. They do not have it all together. Um, speaking just, of, go ahead, please. Sorry. I would just offer, cause we, um, every Thursday at, uh, at our Instagram, we post a therapy Thursday and today was like, compare, don't compare yourself to other people. And it made me think also of, as we embark into this new world out of the pandemic, so many of my clients are like, what am I going to say to people? What have I done? I haven't really done anything. Mm-hmm. And one, if I'm working with you, I'm like, well, you've been doing this deep introspective work for the past year, that's pretty amazing. And two, if you're feeling that way, the person next to you is feeling that way. So instead of putting up the bravado that like, no, I'm fine. If you're fine, I'm cool. If you're cool, how do we begin to show a little bit more vulnerability with one another and connect through that? Because I think that's what a lot of us were drawn to for theater was the sense of community. And that's really hard to create, I found, as a professional because you're, you're going from show to show or you're trying to get into a show and then you have to go to 
China to do a show and then you're in Atlanta and then you're unemployed for a while. And it's really hard to cultivate those moments of connection. And I think the longer we go as performers without booking something, if it's tied to our self-worth, then it gets harder and harder to be vulnerable. And we start putting up more walls to be like, no, I'm cool. I'm fine. Yeah. Don't look behind the mask. Right. Yeah. And, and this year of self-improvement and, and, and seeking uh, within, I think would be, like you said, something extremely proud to share because at the end of the day, it's only going, it, it, it was enhancing you as a performer, you know, cause it is going to f- give you freedom in an audition room or on a stage to perform uh, as opposed to not doing that self-work that you need to that will inevitably be holding you back from being the performer that you can be. Yeah. And just to highlight that the self-work is also fun. Like I don't want to, I think sometimes we think we mm-hmm. go to therapy because we're broken or because there's yeah. something wrong. It's also just, I think a good therapist is going to take a strengths-based approach and, and help shine a light on some of the things you're taking for granted that are actually part of your resilience and part of your beauty. So I don't want to make sure, sh- I want to make sure that as we're talking about this, it doesn't sound like, uh-oh, get the, you know, digger. We've got to yeah. go. We will probably at some point <laughs> if it's useful, but um, yeah, let's, a lot of joy. Let's, let's zoom in on that because we were talking before recording that you had at Equity Therapy provided a, a group uh, first off, equity therapy, the the root of the the name equity is just the actual meaning of equity itself. It's not tied to to actors' equity, but um, equity therapy, you all have tried to, I'll g- let you give the details, and then I'd love to talk about you maybe trying to provide it again in the future and why there might be roadblocks to, you know, people mm-hmm. going into to participating. Yeah. So uh, just a quick shout out to John Carroll, who is the founder of Equity Therapy, who I made my Broadway debut with in Follies and was a Broadway Bears poster boy for a long time and really successful performer and was the first in a a growing lineage of performers turned therapists. Um, And so he founded uh, Equity Therapy exactly for the idea of having a space where we talk about... um, being equitable, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, and creating a space specifically for performers. Um, and uh, we also work a lot with the LGBTQ community because there's a lot of overlap there. But one of the things that we talked about at the start of the pandemic was a group for actors to um, talk about what's going on in their lives after six months of not working and looking on a year of not working further. And it was set up as a a space to come together and have community and have conversations. And what we were really shocked with is that we had two people reach out and it was like $40. So it was, you know, we tried to keep it as low and affordable as possible. And if you've done any search into therapy, $40 is nothing for a, um, a therapy session. And we were just so surprised that when we, hashtag mental health online, everyone jumps on the bandwagon and it says how important it is. But there seems to be some sort of block about then beginning to do that work yourself and within community of other people. And I don't know if it goes to that idea of putting up boundaries or putting up walls so that we don't get hurt or we're afraid that it's just going to be like, you know, 
woe is me about the profession. It's not going to feel inspiring. But we will have to heal one another after the trauma of this past year. Because there are very few professions that have been hit in this way. And it's a group of people who have already spent so much time defending their profession as a viable profession and not a hobby or not something that you do until you reach a certain age and then you go do something else. And so I, I, you know, our, our door is open to offer it again if people reach out and are interested, but I just keep being surprised that when we make spaces for um, intimate conversations about the mental health of a performer, performers find many excuses not to come. Yeah. Well, as far as spreading the word, I definitely will do do my part here at Bill for the Stage if if you want to open another forum, um, especially yeah. just with our clients in, in general. Maybe we could do a, a collab yeah. together because um, I'm a firm believer uh, in the body, mind, spirit all being connected as one and and without addressing these things and, and coming together as community to say, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And let's um, celebrate the things to be celebrated. And let's uh, work through the things uh, to be worked through uh, together. Um, because there's no worse feeling, I think, than feeling alone. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no more of an empowering feeling than to feel together. And I think that's why theater is so uh, powerful when done live because you're sharing, you're sharing a experience, an experience with the audience or your cast members. And this traumatic time that we've gone through in the pandemic is no different. It's a time to go through together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think, yeah, there's just that, that courage to step forward and, and say that like, it's okay to not be okay. And, and I think that us being here together is, is more important than us staying silent. Absolutely. And, and the, you know, our minds and body, as you just said, go hand in hand. And I think for so many of the people that I was working with through the pandemic, my big questions were like, are you exercising? Are you getting outside? Are you, whether you were feeling anxious or depressed, it's like, we got to get your body to, to match where your head is. Or we've got to shake shake you out of your depression. It might be the hardest thing ever to do. Like you were saying, Joe, before we went live, you know, it it may mean may feel like you have to do something harder than what's happening right now. But we've got to change what's going on with your brain chemistry, and that's going to happen through your body. That's going to happen through endorphins or through shifting your system, not by mind over matter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just posted maybe a week or so ago that uh, personally, I could wake up and times are good. But if I don't work out or move my body in some way, depression and anxiety will still win that day over me. And mm-hmm. then if I wake up and times are and times are bad, and I don't work out, then I'm then depression, and anxiety are really, really going to win over me. So um yeah, if if anyone listening gets anything out of this, that uh, speaking to someone and 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 working through your thoughts is important. Uh, moving the body in the same sense is is just as equally important for sure. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this link everywhere. I'm gonna put it in the members app. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it everywhere because <laughs> this is an this is an episode that the the discussion needs to be had. It needs to be heard. It needs to be encouraged. And I'm super grateful that you took the time to just talk with us about this, Amos. Hey, my pleasure. And I, you know, I would echo that if you're listening, if you're listening, and if you're wondering. Um, why you should start therapy, give that another thought. Because I think for some of us, it's really hard to invest in ourselves to say, you know what, this is actually as important as that voice lesson, or this is as important, if not more important than the dance class I'm going to take online today. It It's elevating yourself as being the protagonist of your own story instead of the cog in the machine of someone else's show. Give yourself the gift of that journey. And if we at Equity Therapy can help support you on that way, that's awesome. If there's a way that you think we could we could show up for the community of show folk in a different way, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear, we, we, we'd love to establish more of a dialogue um, with what is needed. Cool. All right, Amos, thanks so much. Everyone listening, you can once again check out the description of this episode to get uh, the Equity Therapy uh, website link, their Instagram handle, as well as Amos's um, as well. So thanks again, Amos. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, that's our episode today with Amos Wolf. Uh, another thanks to him. Thank you to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. If you still uh, haven't given a look at Bill for the Stage, check us out at Bill for the Stage or BillForTheStage.com. Joe Roscoe here signing off. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.